Welcome to We Need Wrestling, everybody. Uh, back after an off week, uh, gracing the airwaves, uh, showing up on your feed. Uh, we're back. I'm DJ, and I'm here with not, not Brett. <laughs> uh, did you say not, not Brett? Because I'm <laughs> no. not Brett. <laughs> I said I was saying not Brett, but then you said your name, which blew the bit. Uh, oh. And then Whoops. I got thrown off. But yes, uh, Michelle is here, uh, my my co-host uh, in life. Uh, <laughs> <Such a> dork. <laughs> uh, the co-host of Wings on Wings, uh, my uh, PIC, my lovely wife. Has agreed to jump in because Brett is still recovering. Uh, he's fine. He's just uh, still uh, in. Uh, I don't want to say bedridden. That sounds worse than it is. He's just he's in recovery. He's um. I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but anyway, recovery, recovery. Yes, <laughs> he's fine. Uh, I want to say lamenting at home, but that's not the right word. Resting, resting. Sure, that's not the word either. But anyway, he's fine. He'll be back uh, hopefully next week, unless he's a coward. Um, and uh, but Michelle's here to talk wrestling, and we're also recovering. Yes, uh, from COVID. Yes, right. I guess I should explain that. Yeah, because uh, we both sound like nasally garbage, so <laughs> right. you do need to tell people. So last week we missed because the 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 end of October, the beginning of November was just an avalanche of issues, destruction for everyone. Um, Wings on Wings has been on a very temporary hiatus. Um, due to personal matters and health, and then Michelle and I both got cool. I got COVID, and and I gave it to Michelle. Wrestling gave me COVID. Yes, wrestling gave Michelle COVID, uh, which makes her incredibly happy. Yeah, I'm super angry uh, about it. And so while I'm feeling much better, I'm I'm past my ten days, so I'm all free and clear. Uh, sadly, Michelle got it a, not necessarily worse, but longer than I have. Similar I still feel symptoms, like garbage. yes, but it's not going away for you as quickly as it did for me. No, still gracious enough to sit across the table uh, and wa- watch wrestling with me for one. Yes, uh, and then decide that she was willing to discuss wrestling for the world to hear. Um, so uh, I guess let's let's start the show like I normally do uh, with this question: How are you, pal? That's weird that you called me pal. It's weird to do a podcast with just the two of us. Yeah. We've never um, done this. No, and it's really it's yeah. a little bizarre. Right. Bizarre. Uh, I'm I'm bizarre. Say I'm good way. other than the fact that I had to watch wrestling for two days in a row and wrestling gave me COVID. That's true. So this is yeah. my worst wrestling month in history. Okay. Yeah. Um I you you've even taken it too too bad to wrestling though. You've been taking wrestling too bad to task over this. You watched two hours of wrestling with me last night. It's a lot. And you watched uh probably forty minutes of wrestling tonight. It felt like three hours. Okay. It wasn't. Thankfully we didn't watch all of the show. Yeah. Although we could have. Um uh by the way, I'm drinking a lovely LaCroix Beach Plum. There's delicious. sand in it. There's not sand in it. <laughs> It's just delicious. What makes it beach plum? Uh, I think it's because it's, I don't know. Uh, is a beach plum a thing? N- uh, no. That's a very good question. Uh, is it, I don't know. Is it peach and plum? Or it's just plum on a beach? Well, why it's, would it be? It's are a, you guessing it's peach just because of beach? Yeah. Beach? Yes, I am. <laughs> it's a ripoff Capri Sun. So I think they're just like, what's a what's a good radical word we could put in front of plum? I don't think they put sand in it. <laughs> I don't think so. 
It's not gritty at all. Are you sure? Positive, yes. Um, so, uh, let's talk wrestling. Let's talk the week. Let's get down to it. I promised I will not keep you for two hours, so we got to get rolling here. Uh, so we're going to talk AEW Dynamite. We also have the special feature that we just got done watching, which I'm not going to announce until we're ready to talk about it. Okay. But everyone's going to be super excited about it. Uh, I hope, I pray. I'm, I'm still super excited about it, and we just got done watching it. Okay. Uh, so some things I wanted to bring up. So uh, if Brett was here, we'd be talking uh, Rumble on 44th Street, the New Japan show. Uh, big matches for Eddie Kingston. Uh, I'll just say both those shows. You didn't watch any of that. Both those shows were really good. Uh, the night before, just random, unannounced stuff. It was a ton of fun. Um, if you ever wanted to watch Amazing Red, Homicide, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, Okada... And Yo team up against Team Filthy in the Bullet Club. That's the show for you. Uh, great stuff. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Okada teamed up on the second night. Uh, really great shows. Watch them on Fight. They were a lot of fun. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Michelle didn't watch those. I'm not going to uh, talk to Michelle about uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Clark Connors with special guest Ken Shamrock. Uh, any of these words make sense to you? Is Clark Connors a Japanese person? <laughs> No, <laughs> he's Australian. Oh, okay. Yes, but he wrestles in New Japan. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, or uh, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams versus Minoru Suzuki. No? Okay. Uh, so, but we're going we're gonna to talk some, some, some discourse. So, Michelle listens to me talk wrestling all the time, much to her chagrin. And I she, get COVID from it. She knows my love of it. Uh, getting COVID from, allegedly, from an LVAC show is not going to get you any closer to going to one of those shows. Not that they were close to begin with. Uh, I think as much as you loathe wrestling, I think you would loathe the crowd at live wrestling more. Uh, so while I think you might understand wrestling as a sporting event live a little better, I think you'd have a really hard time being surrounded by, as Todd calls them, attention deficit criminals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I want to talk quickly about, there's been some Twitter discourse, and everybody's covering it. Pod Van Dam covered it because Ed was in the thick of it, shock to everyone. Um, but there was some, some people going on Twitter this week talking about uh, who can and can't judge professional wrestling. And I thought this was a perfect topic for you because, uh, one, you don't like professional wrestling. Nope. You're probably it. the judgiest about professional wrestling. Yep. Yeah. Judging it right now. So, uh, there was a. Uh, I'm not going to name any names. That's not the important thing. The the message is the more important thing. And the message was somebody had basically said the two two things. And one of them is sort of always circulating in wrestling discourse, if you will, is if you've never wrestled, then you can't say what's safe or unsafe or what's good and not good. So unless you've trained and wrestled, you don't have a place in judging professional wrestling because you don't know what it's like to be in the ring. Okay. And that, that this is a discourse that comes up all the time. And I think it's complete and utter bullshit. I mean, if we're holding every critic to the standard of having done it, then most film critics can't be film critics. Most art critics can't be right. art critics. Most music critics can't be music critics. Right. And so, like... I mean, who says? Right. And, and, and I think the, the thing is, is like I think it comes from a place. And the other side, the, the other continuation of this is sort of 
Um, you can judge wrestling, you can t- critique wrestling, but it's not fair to say that that a certain wrestler is bad or this person sucks or this thing was bad. It's just not for you, which is an argument that happens to everyone. Right. That movie people say this all the time. Well, it's not a bad movie. You just didn't like it. You know, that sort of stuff. Um, and that's been sort of the discourse. And like, but that's just the nature of opinions. Right. And, you know, opinions, like the added opinions, are, are, you know, are like assholes. Everyone has one and they all stink. Um, but like, it's it just, it, it becomes this like just full of vitriol and snowballs like everything else on the internet um, where people like, and uh, yo, you, know, you can't talk about wrestling. You can't say that guy sucks and wrestlers get involved. And I just think, you know, like, I'm not a professional chef, but if you make me a shitty sandwich, I I can tell the difference. Um, You know, like, it it doesn't quite compute. You know, I've been watching wrestling long enough that I know what works and what doesn't. Uh, You know, I've trained a little. Uh, I never was a wrestler. Um, But I've watched enough. I understand enough of it. Uh, I think anyway, that I can sort of tell what works and what doesn't. And I'm not safety police. I don't give a shit about that. That's something we, we talk about all the time on the show. You know, was this unsafe? Was stuff unsafe? Whatever, whatever. I, I That's that's not my job. <laughs> the people in the ring can figure out what's safe and what's not. People get hurt. Um, but, you know, if they work out a certain spot or a bump in the match, they, they've worked it out. They know what they're doing. They know what they're putting on the line. Right. Um, but the just the... The discourse of, well, if you haven't done it, you can't judge it, is just absolute nonsense to me. It's just a stupid thing because, like, your judgment or your critique is always going to be your opinion. And, like, right. things are subjective. Right. If you don't like somebody's opinion, just don't listen to it. Right. And the other side of it was, and this was one of the main things that the guy who was getting into it with Ed from Pod Van Dam was sort of like, don't talk shitty about a, a performer, a wrestler, or whatever, because... They will have friends that you may like, and they may not want to deal with you. They may, you know, like he put the guy posted a thing was like, I had a friend who was starting a podcast and he was being really shitty and, you know, critical about a person saying they suck and this and that. He's like, and here's the DM I sent them saying, like, you don't know who their friends are. You don't know how this is going to affect your future if you try to get an interview with somebody. And they look back and say, oh, well, you were mean to my friend. I'm not, you know, you may like me, but I'm not going to let you have this interview because you were shitty to somebody else. Uh, And I guess that's a valid point. But to me, uh, and like Ed sort of was like, so we're all just supposed to be like happy-go-lucky, just la-la-la for the hell of it, just so we don't offend anyone. So nobody gets mad that we said their match sucked. And and I, I, I think, you know, I side more with Ed uh, but I think the bigger sort of point of that is, and like, you know, Brett and I on the show talk about it all the time. I, I hate Matt Taven. I think Sean Spears shouldn't be allowed in a wrestling ring. You don't know those names. That's fine. Thankfully, you don't know those names. Um, and like, they, they they won't hear this or whatever. They get mad at me. I, I, I don't at people on Twitter unless I'm praising them because I'm not. Also, I'm not because you're not trying to make people feel right. Bad. I'm not. I'm not purposely going going like at Matt Taven. You're the most boring wrestler I ever saw. Like I just you know take get Taven off my TV. If he vanity searches, that's on him. That's not on me. That if he searches his last name, I've had that happen. I've had people search their names with like asterisks, like versions of their last name with asterisks in it to come at me, Ethan Van Skyver. Um, but. Like, so I'm not purposely coming in your face saying, you fucking suck. But I'm saying, I don't like this guy. I let the internet know. And 
the it, my process on it, where it sort of comes from, is like we do a podcast. Brett and I do a wrestling podcast. We always say all the time that like, and, and you can sort of attest to this is like we'd be doing this anyway. Brett and I would be sitting somewhere on the couch watching wrestling, talking about wrestling, discussing what's going on anyway. Yep. Right. <laughs> and we do it off mic Much also. To my chagrin. Right. Um. So like, and when we first started this show, I, I think maybe it was Joe. Uh, the Godfather of Sumer Name Network, Joe Sposto, or it might have been our friend Jenna, or both, uh, that they had sort of said, like, we're agenda-free, right? We're not – and that's sort of the way I'm looking. Like, I'm not uh, – you know, I, we get the listeners we get. I'm very happy with them. I love the community that we've grown and the friends that we've made. Um, but I'm not looking to get famous. It's never – it's not my goal. Right, and we don't do an interview show. If the opportunity ever arose, I would love to interview wrestlers and talk, you know, some stuff. Um, but like, I think a lot of people get get mixed in that because they are trying to get famous, they are trying to get noticed, right? And there's a lot of scum suckers that consider themselves wrestling journalists out there, and scum a lot of suckers. and a lot of liars uh, that do that and sort of have made names for themselves and they have their fucking check mark that they may or not be end up being paying for <laughs> in a couple months. Um, and like, that's fine. And I think a lot of people want to be that they want to be the person that has a relationship with, with wrestlers on some sort of personal level and try and get famous off of wrestling for doing a certain thing. And, and that's fine. If that's your goal, that's your thing. Then I think you need to tailor what you say so, because that'll open more doors for you, right? Like that's you know you you attract more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Um, but uh, you know, I'll speak for Brett, even though he's not here. Like our goal was never like let's get press passes and go to fucking WrestleMania. Like our goal is we're going to talk about wrestling, like we always talk about wrestling. Uh, and if you like it, you like it, and if if you don't, you don't. We're not, you know, right? Um, we do this because we have fun doing it, and there was no other agenda there was no other purpose we weren't like let's you know and, and no faulting the people who do and there's plenty of podcasts that, that get more more listeners and you know more interaction and all that stuff and do get some benefits um but that's never been our goal our goal was to be the friends that we are talking about wrestling and so when i see people come out that say this shit like oh don't, if you haven't done it don't make fun of it or don't 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 critique it in a negative way it's like no we've i've 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 absorbed enough wrestling, I've consumed enough wrestling in my life that I can watch something and tell that it's good or bad. I've watched a bunch of movies, I can tell if they're good or bad. I've read a lot of books, I can tell if a book is good or bad, I can tell if art is good or bad. It's all subjective. It's subjective, right? It's your opinion. Right. And and that's the thing, and I'm not I'm not saying my opinion is should be anyone else's either. There, there's plenty of people out there that like wrestlers that I absolutely loathe. Right. You know, there's some people, and there's a lot of wrestlers that I loathe that people actually love and adore. Um, but it's my opinion, and, you know. Right. And you're if, okay if with I people having a, a different opinion. Right. If I piss off a wrestler, I piss off a wrestler. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not coming at you in your face. You can, I guess people can argue that, that putting it online and doing a podcast or tweeting or whatever, and I'm not, a, not that negative of a tweeter. I, you know, it's, you know, I like to turn some screws every now and then, and we just have a conversation. Um, it's just this interesting thing, and it's sort of uh, outrageous to me that people will get that worked up saying, saying, oh, don't, if you haven't done it, don't, don't make, don't critique it. It's like, that's super fucking weird to me. Yeah, I you mean, know? that's to me, like, 
you know, that's like saying, well, you're not allowed to have an opinion about this, like, music because you're not a musician. But, like, I know what I like and I don't like. It's a matter of personal taste. I'm going to have an opinion. I'm not saying anybody else needs to have my opinion. I think that all wrestling is just trash. and. I still love you even though you like it, and Aww. I still love you even though wrestling gave me COVID. I so. like you too. Hey. <laughs> um, and and there, there's obviously there's other sides of it. Obviously, there's toxic sides of it. You know, I'm not the kind of person, and I, I don't do this. I'm not like a fuck you, go die. You know, like that kind right, of guy. Exactly. Uh, or like I will quit the business immediately. Right. I'll jokingly say, get out of the ring. You know, I just said Sean Spears doesn't belong in a wrestling ring. It's it, tongue in cheek to an extent. People like him. I don't understand why. That's fine. A lot but of you wrestlers. don't have to. Right. Other people are allowed right. to like it, and you exactly. don't have to understand it. Right. I like a lot of wrestlers that people won't like to. I don't understand why anybody likes wrestling. Exactly. But, and you, you know, but you're here to talk about it. Right, so but I'm not going to tell you that you're right. a small-minded idiot just because you like wrestling. There you go. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Twitter people be damned. Uh, Michelle doesn't like wrestling and doesn't has, has watched uh, uh, maybe a handful or less of actual wrestling. This is the most I wrestling. Probably you've... watched less than seven hours of wrestling. Right. In my this is the life. most wrestling you've ever watched in a week's time. Yes. Is this week? So and yeah. so, I say that qualifies you to talk about it and bury everybody. Yeah, and I'm going to critique the shit out of it right Good. now. And right. I would never. I would rather die than train to be a wrestler. Okay. So let's talk AEW Dynamite. Let's. Um. There's a point in AEW Dynamite that we're going to go on a bit of a. Sidebar, I want your opinion on another uh, weeks past, but still hot button issue wrestling okay. topic. So we'll get there when we get there. Okay. But let's let's run through Dynamite uh, a different way than Brett and I do it because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you what you thought about how this guy throws a lariat or what a you know three the three handled family credenza looked uh, in that match. The what? <laughs> The, the moss covered three handle. I don't even know credenza. what an actual credenza is. Okay, for being the moss totally covered the, the moss covered three handle family credenza. No, it's like a curio cabinet. Yes, armbar. Okay, uh, I think I know an armbar. Yeah, you might. You might. No, no, no. Okay, the Fuji the Fujiwara armbar. I you've lost me. Okay, uh, I'll I'll demonstrate on you later. Off mic. Um, so we open up. AEW Dynamite, and and I'm just going to go through the matches. If anything you want to talk about, person, match, whatever, you let me know. Person, match, hair choice. Okay. So, opening up, opening match, Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. Yeah. So, this match, uh, I'm not a big Jay Lethal fan. I think AEW is doing some weird shit with Darby Allen and thinks he deserves better. I did see some, some online discourse about uh, in the the wake of CM Punk, uh, who who was actually better after wrestling CM Punk in AEW? Like who after their feud with Punk was actually uplifted after the program? And a lot of people are saying nobody. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna weigh into that that uh, on this show right now uh, or tonight. Maybe we'll talk about Punk in a little bit, but not necessarily that. But I will say when I think about it, Darby was kind of hurt. Like after that Punk thing, he's just been twisting in the wind a little bit. Uh, Sting isn't with him. No, he had fake Sting. Right. Stinger's usually there. Sting's not. Sting hasn't been there a bit. I don't necessarily know why. I hope he's okay. I haven't looked it up. I'm sure it's easily look up, look upable. Um, I just haven't. Uh, so 
You have Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh coming out to help Jay Lethal. That sure. was the very tall man. Yes. Who and and Sanjay Dutt who had a pencil. I believe you asked me his name during this match. Uh, and there is a fake sting that comes there, out. There is a fake sting. Okay, now, back in the day, there used to be a fake sting a lot in the mid-90s in WCW. Oh. So when Sting turned to Crow Sting, it's very you've never seen the Crow movie. Shot, I pa- never have. Pause for gasps from the home <laughs> audience. Uh, but he took the look off of... Former goth kid, off, never saw the Crow. Right, off of... The Crow. Scott Hall, supposedly Scott Hall's idea. Scott Hall saw, saw the movie. Sting was looking to change things up because I showed you Sting earlier tonight. Yeah. Beach, bleach blonde surfer Sting. Uh, grows the hair long, puts the white face with the lines like Crow Sting. Hides in the rafters, wears a trench coat, has a baseball bat. Yeah. Uh, the feuding with the NWO, mean Hulk Hogan, Hall and Nash, all those guys. I feel like you're just saying words. Right. I just, I don't even I know am. what you're saying. Uh, and so fake Sting, what, there was a wrestler who was fake Sting, who was NWO Sting. Oh. And there's also been a few different fake stings. There's even a fake surfer sting at one point, which was last week in wrestling history on At Odds with Wrestling. Um, but they used to just wear the mask or paint the face and it yeah. would be fake sting. Or sting would use a fake sting to distract the bad guys and like fake sting would pop up and then the real sting would get up, sneak up behind them, you know? The word sting no longer means anything to me right. now. You've said Good. it too many okay. times. So, uh, how did you feel... About fake sting. I thought it was amazing. My favorite part of the entire uh, AEW show. The whole show. The whole show. Okay. Was when the fake sting took off his mask and no one in the crowd gave a shit at all. And he looked like the, is there like a male equivalent of a skipper doll in like Barbie? Cause like whatever that would be, like that's what this kid, like this kid was just like all like, he just came from the mall and he's all excited and takes off his sting mask and everybody's going to be so excited. And he's like jazz hands and like people just got up and got their beers. Like nobody even reacted at all. Yeah. Favorite thing in wrestling ever. It was very flat. Not the first flat reaction in wrestling. Crowd goes mild. Uh, I, I I forgot to write down the kid's name. He's been in AEW for a bit. He was he was an, a WWE NXT guy who got let go in one of the mass budget cutting times oh, okay. over those past couple weeks. He's a very young guy. Uh, he's been around AEW and dark matches, developmental talent. He, he looked like maybe, his, I don't know, 17 I, or I forget 18. his name. I'm sorry. I do apologize. I didn't, I'm not doing that on purpose. But it was a nothing reaction. Yeah, it was amazing. Everybody in the world. It was amazing how, like, it wasn't even like people booed. They just right. gave zero shit. Right, and, they just did not react at all. Right. Everybody's waiting for Sting to come out. Sting doesn't come out. Everybody's like, who's this fake Sting going to be? And when they come, it's just, it's just a guy that, like, even if people recognize them, they're like this kid. Like, why do we care? Yeah, uh, and that that's there unfortunate. Like, there weren't even right. it was dead booze. It, right, it right. was amazing. Which is worse. Like, it was Which is worse. so much worse. Right. Like, nobody right. even reacted yeah. whatsoever. Right. And they like paused yeah. for it. Like, he like, I swear he was like jazz hands well, and, and like and it's spirit fingers. It's sort and, of like a, nobody cared. A bad idea by the bookers, Tony Khan or whoever, because. Us as wrestling fans, especially the the fan that AEW courts and, and has as their base, is from that era of WCW with Crow Sting. So, like, we're trained as wrestlers to know that fake Sting is going to be a big deal. Like, yeah. and if it isn't, we're at least getting real Sting. Yeah. Uh, or it's going to be somebody new joining the group who's fake. Yeah. And we it, we got none of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was just it was like disappointing. A- 
is this very disappointing. It was really so, funny. It was really amusing. So then, in the same bit, we get uh, the debut of a man that I'm not a fan of, but is a it has a <coughs> very big fan base on the soon to be named network. Okay. Do you remember this guy's name? Who came out? Who came out? He had the guitar. Um. No, I vaguely remember that maybe Darby Allen had like a pool of blood. Yes. Under his head After from a guitar. The, yes. No, I don't. Okay. I don't know. I mean, okay. this. So this happened just yesterday. So this is no. So, so this is. I Je- remember there being a guitar, okay. but like. So this is Jeff Jarrett. Oh, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, I do remember. He had like a like an accent, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. So, uh, <laughs> long-term wrestling family, as he tried to explain in the rambling promo that he cut, uh, it wasn't good. Uh, J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T, Jeff Jarrett. Did he spell that? That's, like that? Yes, Did always. Did he say that? Yeah. I don't know if he said it, but that's that's his thing. Um, like he's some sort of so Jeff hot Jarrett, dog brand? Jeff Jarrett is a guy that, uh, you're not far off. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's a guy who has failed upwards in wrestling. Uh, this is the third or fourth, maybe sixth or seventh uh, major promotion that he's appeared for in this year. Yeah. He just had a, uh, a high-level executive job with the WWE like three months ago. And when all the stuff with Vince left, he left. Oh. Um, and uh, before, he's, his dad was a promoter. He got into wrestling that way. Um, very long-standing wrestling family. Uh, at one point, very popular wrestler. I I don't care for him, but it is what it is. Uh, he is now announced as being officially with with AEW. He's in his mid fifties. Oh, he just wrestled Ric Flair in Ric Flair's last mid-50s. match. Fifties. Yes, he just wrestled Ric Flair in Ric Flair's last match. Also, um, Ric Flair. Yeah, isn't Ric Flair like eighty five? Why like is he 73 wrestling? Three or four. Oh, I remember he said this. Yeah, and he was gonna die in the ring or whatever. Right. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't. Uh, but he was against. He was actually against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal in that match. Mm. So, um, but Jarrett is. They announced. I can't believe we're still talking about this first match. We are. This. So Jeff Jarrett was announced as AEW's new director of business or new business or live shows or something. Oh my god. Um, he is going to be running, helping run the live events and expanding, uh, their reach and sort of the. Their abilities and the size of their sh- their live shows. Is People the guy st- who like folds up the chairs at the end of the night the director of chairs? Yes. Like, why does everybody in wrestling have a director title or better? Well, the the, the guy who runs the he's like I'm the vice president of sodas the, and like the, he the literally guy, just the guy works who at runs the, the, the concession crew is named stand. Bird and he's a nice guy. Um, but no, he is he's an exact Tony Khan has since all the shit has happened that has happened I want to go be the vice president of soda okay at the wrestling yeah, you know what shows. in this house you are um you are on this podcast you're the vice president of sodas for the soon to be named network um Thank you. so I expect a really good salary okay with that. I'll talk to I'll talk to the Godfather um he had that same position at WWE and is now with aew uh, and they're speculating maybe they're gonna start running house shows or with Ring of Honor happening on TV, he's got to help. I don't with all know that. what any of this means. A house, a show, house show. House show is like when WWE comes to the arena here, and it's not on TV. It's just a and Vince McMahon blows up his limo. A live event. Yes. Well, that was on TV. Um, but like they, when they uh, when when wrestling is down. 
the arena in Wilkes-Barre is good enough for Raw or SmackDown. When wrestling is up, that's a house show where it's not on TV. But when wrestling is up, he blows up his he blew up his limo at that arena. You don't shit talk that arena. Okay. Vince McMahon died there. That's true. He did. It was on the news. Uh, Big T did. Big T debuted there. So all, that's the second most important thing. Um, all right. So Jeff Jarrett's in AEW. Everyone. Uh, he hits people with guitars. Ooh-hoo. I'm not interested. Derby Allen. He hit Derby Allen with the guitar. He does. Uh, so Can he we play get, the guitar. Why? I don't want to talk about this. You don't want to talk Let's about just it. Move on. To you don't want to talk. One. We don't have time to talk about it. Okay. Uh, we're already a half hour in this fucking podcast. You're gonna kill me. So. Uh, Mox promo, you got nothing to talk about. Nope. They do the the vignette of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks disappearing out of everything, which they're yeah, I didn't understand that. So, I so was they, very they did confused. it last week. So a couple weeks ago, Hangman Page. It's like somebody editing their podcast. Hang, yeah, Hangman Page to cut a promo about how, because he used to be aligned with them and then he feuded with them and he's with Dark Order, but he cut a promo about how his best friends have disappeared. He used to have a bunch of friends and they've all disappeared. He's the one that used to drink. Dressed like Temple Grandin? Yeah, to dress like Temple Grandin, okay. yeah. So he said that, and he hasn't been on TV really since, but they've been running these vignettes where they are literally disappearing from stuff, right? I'll go out and say it. Critic or not, I, I have never been a wrestler, so uh-huh. maybe I can't say this, but uh, the Young Bucks suck, and I think TV is better off without them. That I agree. They should... I've watched a lot of wrestling, and I agree. Hang up their fringe and... Okay. They're executive vice presidents of fringe, though. They they are that is true the EVP of Fringe so, um so then we get the match John Moxley versus Lee Mori- Moriarty, right? Anything I forgot this? that that okay. was even who he fought. Uh, I like this I liked match. his hair. It was like a broccoli. So right, exactly. I think this match was good. I think it picked up in the back half. You had commented on this match. I'm going to shake your memory here. You had commented that it seemed low stakes. It did seem low stakes. It did, yes. And so that's an interesting thing to me because that is a point in wrestling where I don't disagree. I don't necessarily agree. So I like that Mox is a fighting champion. I prefer my champion to have a match. Not every week, but a lot of times, you know, he's let him, you know. But in wrestling, we're, we've been trained that champions only lose titles at big events, right? Um we, you can kind of look at a guy and be like, well, he's only been champ for three weeks. He's probably going to have a longer run than that. He's probably not going to lose this match because we know too much about wrestling now. We, you know, the inside is is out everywhere. We know we all collectively as wrestling fans know too much. And a, some wrestling fans have a harder time sort of letting that go and enjoying wrestling. And there's also another side of wrestling fans that have too easy of a time letting that go and think wrestling is still real to them. Damn it. Um, but I, I like this, but, but I agree. It does seem low stakes. You know, Moxley's not going to lose the belt here. Um, and people can complain about rankings and how does he get a shot? If there's going to be a tournament for a number one contender, blah, 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 blah. None of that matters. It says it's as taxing and long winded as you think it is. You specifically is not a wrestling fan. Um, I like the fact that he just has challenges, whatever he wants. I like Lee Moriarty. I like watching these young guys get to showcase against established talents and get better. Um, I like Lee Moriarty. I like Mox. Uh, but yeah, it, Mox isn't losing this thing, you know, and it, it's unfortunate um, because some fans then won't get into the match. They're like, oh, why do I got to watch this? Because, you know, whatever. You watch it because it's going to be an entertaining match. And I, I thought it was good. I thought it picked up the last half. I thought it was a good match. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks. 
Uh, Renee Young sat down with Soraya, and sadly, your favorite wrestler, Britt Baker, didn't show up. Ugh. Uh, she makes me hate my own dentist more. Okay. I don't know. Uh, so they're having a little feud. Soraya still needs to talk to one more doctor. I don't know. Dr. Luther, I guess. Um, I thought it was Dr. Britt Baker. I was confused. Maybe. Uh, before she's cleared. DMD. Who knows if she's cleared. Um is redundant. But she can do the hand thing with it. And the, oh, I hate and it. And the crowd can cheer along. It. Yeah. We hate it. Okay. Uh, and this was the woman who was in res- the wrestling business for 30 years, 17 of it wrestling. I yes. don't understand what the fuck she I'd expl- She's about. from a very uh, famous wrestling family. There was a movie with The Rock in it about her. Um, so, Tony Schiavone. Wait, is she a giant gorilla? Or no. a tall building? No. Both of those movies are probably better than fighting with my family. Although Nick Frost does play her dad in that movie. And Florence Pugh plays Soraya Page. It's a WWE movie. So she was WWE champ or Divas champion at like 19 years old. Whatever. Um, all right. Shivani, Tony Shivani, who you love uh, now, especially more after what we watched. Um, big fan of Tony Shivani. Interviews with William Regal. I like his earring. Yes. Nothing for you to see there. Uh, the thing that I'm very excited to talk to you about, uh, Daddy Ass's birthday uh, bash. If I told you right now to scissor me, it would sound way inappropriate. Why is it okay for him to say it? I just... <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> See, let me, you're let choking the, to death. Let me pause the podcast for a second. I have something to take care of. Ew. Um, so... Yeah, so scissor me, daddy ass. Scissor me right now, Michelle. No, I scissor absolutely me. will Come not. On. Scissor me. No, scissor it's me. gross. Scissor I hate me. it. Do it. Scissor me. I hate it. Scissor me. We will not move this podcast on unless you scissor me. Well, then the we'll, podcast well, is si- over. I'll sit here for three hours until you scissor me. Do it. Scissor me. Scissor me. Everybody loves the acclaim. Do it. <laughs> it's so gross. It. I hate it so much. Do it. Scissor me. No, that's a pen. Scissor me. <laughs> I won't. Scissor me. I hate it so much. It's inappropriate. Um. So... Uh, I thought this was really fun. I like it. So uh, you didn't see Friday. Uh, Billy Gunn got, got kidnapped and accosted and, and his hands hurt with a wrench or some sort of apparatus. He may never be able to scissor again, Michelle. Well, no, they, could, they made him big foam scissor hands. They made him bone, big foam scissor hands, which I'm hoping are available tomorrow night at Radio Rampage in Atlantic City. Because I'm going to buy a set. Will you scissor me with foam fingers? Ugh. If I buy two sets? If I Ugh. buy a set, will you... I don't. Do we have to call it scissor me? I hate it. Yes. I hate it so much. Why? It's so gross. I don't know. It just is gross. Okay. They know it's gross. Mm-hmm. Um, little kids were doing it, and it's just and saying like scissor me, and it's real fucked up. Um, I hate it. Okay. So what? What was mentioned? During oh. this match. Oh, they said that um, Daddy Ass was in one of... I even hate saying that. Uh, they said that he was in the, the worst mm-hmm. match ever, which was a reverse battle royale. Right. Which I can only imagine is... The, it starts with 30 people in the ring, and then every 90 seconds, somebody leaves. Okay, so... Which wouldn't work, but that's no. what I'm imagining. So you love a battle royale. I do... So, uh, it's your favorite kind of wrestling match, right? I mean, I don't like any wrestling okay. matches, but if I had to pick a favorite, yes. Okay. 
And so the first, I like the drama of will, somebody's going to come out in right. thirty seconds, and it's going to be Christian every uh, time. And the f- I like that you ask me every time if that's still the same Christian, and it is. It um, is the same Christian. So, and I also assume every blonde man in wrestling yes. now is Christian. So the first sort of wrestling you ever actually sat down and watched was a Royal Rumble. It was. It was a women's. The women's Royal Rumble. where Ashka won. Yes. And the male where Shinsuke Nakamura won. Every year that, that was. At yes. All, but yeah, it was. Uh, because you commented how it was shocking that Vince had two non-white people win. Oh, it is It is shocking. I'm um, shocked that Vince allowed two non-white people to even be in the same room as him at the Oshka same time. Oshka remains your favorite wrestler. Or is sure. Becky Lynch your favorite wrestler? Uh, no, I, I like Becky Lynch because she just breaks your nose and keeps going. Yeah. But I like Oshka okay. better. And you like her rice cooker. I do. I like her Instagram okay. or her... Uh, YouTube videos. So they're very entertaining. So Billy Gunn was a part of the reverse battle royal. Yes. And because you love battle royals. Yes. Here's what a reverse battle royal is. We almost watched this for the show, but I, I didn't want to put you through that. Um the reverse battle royal comes from Impact Wrestling, TNA Impact Wrestling. Okay. Uh, from the mid two thousands. So the reverse battle royal is three parts. Um, Does it have a... This is from Wikipedia. Three pages of rules? No. Well, sure. The first part had 18 participants start outside the ring. Okay. And fend off opponents in an attempt to get in the ring. Okay. So everyone's fighting outside the ring, and people are diving to get in and being pulled out, and then they fight, and then somebody else tries to jump in. Okay. I already hate it, because I hate when people fight outside the okay. ring, because it just feels stupid. Okay. So... Then, when seven wrestlers have entered, successfully entered the ring. Okay. Seven. Other competitors are eliminated. So, if you're outside so the ring. So, they're not teams. It's just no. individuals. Yes, individuals. So just like a battle royal. Like just like a, a Royal Rumble. Okay. Uh, seven wrestlers enter the ring. Everyone else outside are eliminated. And it becomes a traditional over-the-top rope battle royal like the Royal Rumble. So, then people start entering? No. Just those, just with those oh, seven it's people. Just with those seven yes. people. So and so, it's a battle royal is the match type. The Royal Rumble is the biggest of the battle royals, right, yeah. if you will. Battle royals have happened elsewhere, but the Royal Rumble is a WWE thing. More wrestlers, sort of. A lot of times, a battle royal, everybody starts in the ring at once. You don't do the entrances. That's sort of what makes the Royal Rumble so special is the entrances because you're waiting That's and you do the countdown. Part. Yeah, if everybody oh, if, enters at once, if you see growing. if you see a regular battle royal on TV, a lot of times they'll come back from commercial break and everybody's already in the ring. I don't like that very right. much. Not as fun. I like it where right. we count down. Yes, and people just keep coming, and it's. Crazy. Christian, like every time, yes. somehow, right? They're they're all Christian. So the third stage of the reverse battle royal, okay, is when they're when those seven get cut down to the final two, okay. The match becomes a singles match. What does that mean? One on one. Wasn't it? It was just singles match, tag team match. You know, well, that's because there's two people left. Yeah, one on one. Singles yeah, match. that's, I mean, inherently it's one-on-one when two well, people so, okay, are left. Okay, so it no longer becomes an over-the-top rope elimination. It becomes a pin-submission match. Oh. It becomes a regular wrestling match then. Okay. A regular one-on-one wrestling match. Well, that's match. less fun. And then the winner of that advances to the third stage, final stage of the tournament. Um, and this was from 2006 where there's uh, 
there's then a single elimination tournament. Blah, 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 blah. You don't this does sound like they took a, a really fun thing and they made it boring. Yes. Yeah, it's terrible. They were like, we're going to have a seven-course meal. Is, Every they, course is oatmeal. <laughs> Impact Wrestling did it a bunch and it's terrible every time. It is a shitty idea. I'm assuming from the mind of late-stage brainworms Vince Russo. So... But that's the that's the that's the reverse battle royal. Be happy I didn't make you watch that. Okay, I am happy. Okay. Uh, I mean, if the acclaim says that it's the worst thing, yes. ever. You believe them? I do believe that. You want to scissor? I I really scissor I don't. Oh, I thought you were going to do it. I got so excited. <laughs> no, uh, I will, I'm not going to do it. Right. I'm I not. softened you too sweet me though. Okay, you, I will. Oh, See, you used to not do that. I know, but it's up. because I don't want to do the scissor thing. So at I all. just have to find something worse um, to uh, to counteract the scissoring. There, there's nothing worse. Wrestling can find something worse. There's nothing worse. Do not do not challenge wrestling so to find something worse. I did appreciate. We do have to talk about one more thing with yes. this. Is that um, I don't want to call him Daddy S. Does he have a name? Billy Gunn. Okay, Billy Gunn. I appreciate the fact that he like. Quit his own children. Yes, abandon his go, real life children. Yeah, to yes. go join um, yes. this other team. Yeah, because his real life children are dorks. Well, I mean, they looked like idiots. Yeah, because they come out right. Uh, yeah, and then and then FTR comes out. FTR did come out. That's right. I like their music. Right, and you'll hear their theme music at the beginning of the show because Michelle actually does like. She will actually admit to liking something in wrestling, and it's FTR's theme music. Their theme music, yeah. Yeah. It makes me and feel I, like and I, and I'm, I, I'm driving Kit and Knight Rider. And I explained to you that FTR, the one, is the one that hit the guy that tackled Bret Hart. So yeah. they get some bonus points. Because uh, you, you like Mr. Hitman. Um, I mean, I don't not like him. Okay. I don't have any opinion so, about him, which is the highest praise you'll get as a wrestler. Anything else on... Daddy ass's birthday bash. No. Okay. We oh, I did like when they took the kids' um, scissors mm, out of the right. thing. With the but then I did not appreciate cute. that they did the scissor thing with the kid because yeah. that's inappropriate. Oh, my God. He's a little kid. Okay. Or it was a little kid. I don't know if it was a little boy. I don't remember if it was a little boy or a little girl. Uh, it doesn't matter. It was know, a little kid. You know, they, it was a little child. It was a child with long, thin, blonde hair. I don't remember. Uh, and and uh, it, the, the child was at the stage uh, that it was, wasn't quite sure. And even uh, who, uh, Bowens or whoever from the Acclaim, when they took it, said like, like buddy and then later was like that kid because they weren't sure either um but it was a fine. adorable little kid right we don't need to know adorable child adorable child very yes. excited everybody loves the acclaimed to give away the acclaimed seizures. and orange cassidy big hits with kids yeah so we get a brit baker interview we're not going to talk about that because you hate brit baker i hate brit baker chris jericho's open challenge to any former ring of honor champion tag yeah. women's world tv whatever Mystery no. opponent. We don't know who it's going to be. He was carrying a child's bat. Yes. Yeah. You were. You were. I said. I told you that was Floyd. You were convinced it's a small child's bat. It's so small. Okay. It is real. It's really. I mean, I understand that Jericho, Jericho may not be a tall big. person, oh. but maybe I was that was maybe a child's bat. Huge. Oh. No, it was okay. a very short bat. So, who is his opponent? Ended up being Michelle. Um. It's, I. I can never remember his name. I always, I want to say Copa Cabana. Yes. Right. What is his name? Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana. Scotty Goldman. Like a horse. So, yes. So, uh, Colt Cabana comes out, a shock to everyone, 
I think on no one's list, a lot of people expecting low-key uh, or homicide, former Ring of Honor champions. I was expecting low-key homicide. Yes. Um, those are two people. Uh, <laughs> like kid and play. Whoops. Uh, but, so, Cole Cabana comes out, and this leads to an interesting thing. We're, gonna talk, we don't, we're not going to talk about the match, uh, except for the part where uh, they both fall from the top rope because Jericho jumped a little too far and Cabana didn't have enough uh wait to pull him back and they both sort of fell and Jericho got wildly pissed off about it. I want to talk about the fact that with all the talk of Colt Cabana that mm-hmm. I've heard, which is just CM Punk hating yes. him. Um that's where I'm going with this. With all of that talk, I was expecting somebody to come out and look more professional. Okay. But he looked like I airbrushed his jacket and like what is the weird like headband thing that he mm-hmm. was wearing like I just he looked very like amateurish okay. as compared to he, what I was expecting. He is a perennial indie wrestler. He had a, a cup of coffee in the WWE and didn't quite work out. Other than that, he's been a perennial indie wrestler. Which is fine. Yeah. But I think a lot of indie wrestlers, like, still look more polished. Mm-hmm. But, okay. like, he just really didn't look like I was expecting. Okay. I don't know. I don't understand, like, I don't understand the airbrushed look mm-hmm. with, like, the weird, like, Well, the airbrushed thing is a very popular wrestler thing. Right, And the like, headband is something he can sell to kids at the merch table after his match. The airbrushing, though, looked very, okay. like, you know, like, I might get okay. Denise airbrushed okay. on the back of my jacket. Okay. I don't know why you get Denise. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Not your name. Um, <laughs> it felt like a name that should be airbrushed okay. on a jacket. I'm not sure. Michelle just really like super weird. Denise, okay, <laughs> weird. Um, all right. So more more about airbrushing later. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of a tease for what we watched. Um, so uh, I wanted to talk about the CM Punk stuff, and I know it's old news, and everybody in the world has talked about it, but you haven't talked about it, and you haven't been on this podcast to talk about it. That's right. So. Cole Cabana coming back on TV. So the long-standing sort of behind-the-scenes talk was that Cole Cabana was taken off AEW because mm-hmm. CM Punk was brought in, and right. Cole Cabana has not been on AEW TV since. They Until said they've moved him to Ring night. of Honor. Excuse after excuse. A lot of people. Dave Meltzer. I talked about Dave Meltzer a couple weeks ago. That that my opinion of Dave Meltzer still stands. Uh, but Cole Cabana showing up at, on TV when it, all the stories came out that like Punk is getting. A buyout. He will not wrestle there. He probably will never wrestle again. Uh, all that is getting resolved. They're showing the Young Bucks and Kenny on TV. It certainly makes it feel a little bit more like um, plausible that right. CM Punk was like, I'm not wrestling with him. Right. And Cole Cabana like retweeted it and was like, great to be on TV this week. Wink. You know, whatever. Right. Um, so let's just talk really briefly. You, I, I talked to your ear off endlessly about the CM Punk stuff when it happened. You did. You made me uh, watch it. So I'm you sure, tried to make me watch it a second time. So I'm time. sure you remember remember all of it. You remember the details. Everybody at home knows that this is like a Marvel movie. We don't have to go back over Spider-Man's fucking no. origin every movie. All we need to remember is that CM Punk threw a shit fit because, I don't know, somebody was there that he didn't like or whatever. Yes. So he said he worked with children. You're friends with my friend that I'm There's, not friends with right. anymore. And, but so, but he's but he's, the people he's mad at are the Young Bucks. I'm mad at the Young Bucks too. Right. So existing. it's very hard because yeah. the Young Bucks suck. 
Um, but the root there's there's theory some some talk now. So CM Punk tried to float or CM Punk's camp tried to float a story that what happened was is when the Young Bucks kicked the door open aggressively, it swung and hit his dog in the face. Larry. Larry. Who then escaped. And then it knocked two of Larry's teeth out, and that's why Punk got aggressive, and that's why Ace Steel went to get the dog and then bit Kenny Omega because he thought Kenny Omega was going but after the, the dog. But not the dog bit him. No, Ace Steel, the man bit him. <laughs> this is still and the Ken- wackiest. And Kenny Omega Wrestling did, is a cartoon. And Kenny Omega did an appearance like a, a, a week later at a, in Japan at like a video game convention yeah. and had a very visible human bite mark on his arm. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it so much. <laughs> Ace Steel has been fine. <laughs> oh no i want him yeah. to come back and just bite people so he so, should charge five dollars at a booth just to bite people so that, I, that would be hilarious so the rumor is that the punk floating the thing about larry isn't well, punk's camp i love that his dog's name yes, is larry isn't but real. the man that bit somebody is named yeah. ace yes <laughs> so, like fucking cartoon the, so they're saying that was sort of floated because Everything that else was going to come out, uh, and it was going to eventually make CM Punk look bad. That now that the story can be talked about, that the lawsuits or the pending lawsuits have been dropped, the buyouts have happened, the real details are going to make Punk look worse. So he's tried, his camp tried to float this dog I wish story. that they said, said somebody bit his dog. Right. So um, Punk rumored to have been worried when he worked. Remember, he also had that beef with Hangman Page. Said was worried that Heyman Page was going to shoot on him in a wrestling ring and try and beat him up for real. I don't understand what that means. Fight him for real. Hurt him for real in the okay. ring. Go into business for himself. Now, CM Punk once fancied himself a trained UFC fighter and has two UFC fights under his belt. Uh, both losses, but two fights nonetheless. Right. Uh, so should you really be afraid of a guy who's never trained in, you know, whatever. Um, so all that has happened. So once and for all... The final lay this out for everybody, the, the the people around the world, the millions listening at home, they want to know, Michelle, the final be-all, end-all of the AEW, CM Punk versus the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega feud. No. Blow off. How, how do you feel about it? Whose side are you on? Who's, who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? Maybe nobody. What's your opinion? Lay it out for everybody. The fight, you as a person who understands wrestling inside and out, so has the absolute right to critique. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, I've trained as a wrestler. I watch wrestling. I watched at least seven hours of wrestling in my life. Who's right? Who's wrong? Maybe nobody. Yeah. How do you feel? Lay down the law. the The final point on any of this that anybody gets to talk about. Okay. So your I'm, lips your lips to Tony Khan's ears. I want to start off by saying that John Wick is the most realistic movie in the whole world because if somebody hurt my dog, yeah. you better believe I'd be taking my rocket launcher okay. and going after you. We have a rocket launcher? We would get one. Oh, okay. We would order one from okay. the dark web. I just have to figure out how to get on the dark web. www.darkweb.com. I'm just going to Google how to get on the dark web, so, buy a rocket launcher, and then go after the so guy who hurt my are dog. Are you saying you believe so the story I'm, that Larry's been hurt? No. Okay. I'm saying if the dog uh, got bit by a man okay. or whatever they're saying happened. The door hit him and knocked some teeth out. 
Okay. If the dog lost the, 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 tooth. Y- the young buck super kicked the door in, used their okay. finisher on the With door. With their fringe, The yes. door swung open, and Larry was next to the door. Larry got hit by the door. Why is the dog just, like, roaming free in the room? I don't know. Ace Steel's wife was there supposed to be watching the dog, and the well, dog gets hit by the door. Why is nobody mad at her? And apparently- What's her two, name? Two Christine teeth, Steele? Two teeth got loose, and he had to get them extracted by the vet. But anyway, go ahead. Continue. Okay. So, like, if the dog got hurt, mm-hmm. I would I would also be out for blood. Okay. I don't think I would still go about it the way that I did, especially if I'm a pro- trained professional fighter. I would probably use my fists more than my words. Okay. Uh, no fists. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, that's presupposing that this whole dog story is real. Okay. Like, I don't know. I, I'm confused about the whole dog okay. part because okay. the dog got loose and a man bit a man. And I don't understand that whole part. Yeah. Uh, what I will say is that I will never side with the young bucks. I do not like them. I do not like their stupid faces. Okay. And so I will never side with them. Yeah. I'm not sure who Kenny Omega is. That's fine. Or what he's doing. Okay. Um, but these men are uh, executive vice presidents. Yes. We know everybody is, you know, I'm the I'm the executive vice president of sodas. Right. So, like, I get that everybody gets an EVP title. Just for showing up, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, oh, you're here. You paid $12 for this ticket. Here's an EVP title. Right. But, like, still. Elon Musk is charging $8 to become an executive vice president of Twitter. Right, exactly. So, like, I, but I still think, you know, the, the title should come with a little decorum. And so, like, I am, like, I'm not taking CM Punk's side necessarily, mm-hmm. but I, like, I get where his fury is coming from because like i also have that much rage uh toward the young bucks and i've never actually had to talk to them so the but okay here's the thing though the the cm punk rages at the presser and then the dog stuff happens after okay but this is but like he's pissed off about like the young bucks just existing in the world right like he's just mad about well and they stooge off all the behind the scenes secrets to exactly to like their buddy who's like i don't know whatever um, so, like, I get it. I get his rage, right? But, like, okay. he went out there and he made Tony Khan look like a fucking chump mm-hmm. uh, and took out his anger in the wrong forum. Okay. Um, you should be a professional. Uh, you have a little bit of a reputation for not being a professional, and you went out there and proved it true. And so, like... While I get the rage, mm-hmm. I just think he took it out in the wrong place and ended up making Tony Khan look like a chump. And, like, Tony Khan, I think, is kind of a chump. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he's got to start actively not looking like one in public. Okay. And so, like, you got to take a hard stance there if you're Tony Khan. Like, I'm, I can only come at this as, like, a business person. Okay. And, like, as a business person, mm-hmm. as, I would, Again, the executive vice president of Executive sodas, vice president of sodas. Of the like, Super Dame Network. I, you know, as my vice president background, mm-hmm. I would fire his ass. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I would be like, you're out of my company. How do we get this man out of my company? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think Tony Khan is doing the right thing by mm-hmm. getting him the fuck out of the company. And, like, then inviting his ex-best friend who he hates, who he went on the rant... To like immediately be on TV is just such a good like punch in the dick to CM Punk that I love it so much. It's like so much a like oh make me look like a chump. Will you like well here's 
Colt Cabana now has like this fancy TV spot. Like, how do you like them apples, CM Punk? So I love that yeah. about it. Um, but I just think the Young Bucks should just be erased from all of television. I hate them. I, I hate them and in their stupid fringy pants and, so, and, that are never quite long. Wrestlers' pants are never long enough, and I just don't understand it. I guess it's a tripping hazard, but it looks terrible. Uh, you you wouldn't know this, but like I think, and this was discussed on at Odds with Wrestling last week. I think AEW has been better without them. Um, I think they should. I think that they should be. Doing less of this Ring of Honor stuff uh, and show it's and weird. showcasing more AEW stuff. You, especially for you, from a standpoint of if they're trying to bring new viewers in, you're confused by the Ring of Honor. I was stuff. confused by um, it, and it just felt like a lot of like cross promotional, right. like right. synergy marketing kind of and, crap that and, I didn't uh, care for. They're, they're trying to pitch for a TV show. They're trying to build up the brand so that it can go out on its own again. Uh, in a bigger right, but name it just, than it, it ever felt has. like it was being forced on me in it a is. way that like I did not feel like yes. oh I really have to go check out this Ring of Honor. Right. It was like uh, why am I being forced to experience right. all this Ring of Honor? Exactly. And like Colt Cabana just didn't like at the same time that I'm like this was awesome because it's a real like yeah. kick to CM Punk's nuts. Mm-hmm. Like at the same time, I felt like Colt Cabana maybe wasn't ready for prime time. Okay. Right. I mean, people will disagree with that, but that's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, they can disagree with so, it. I know absolutely nothing about wrestling, sure. so they're probably right. So, I'm judging this solely based yeah. on his mall airbrushed jacket. Uh, the Cole Cabana is a, a very well-liked guy. I will say that behind the scenes. Um, he's had some beef with some members of the Sooner Game Network, but that beef has been squashed. Uh, Squash and beef. Years, years ago, so we don't have to talk about that in the specifics, but... All right, we had that. That's the final say. No, well, if he's listening, I you can. I Cole mean, Cabana he's not going. He's not going to listen to this podcast. But Cole, if he Cole did, Cabana got extra you famous can also for having tell me I'm a an very asshole. popular pro wressling. Oh, excuse me, interview podcast. The yeah. art of wrestling with Cole Cabana. That's yeah. Much isn't that him. where CM Punk and him yes. had like the big falling out? Well, that's where CM Punk went on the podcast and buried the doctors at WWE, which led to the lawsuits, which led to Punk in the lawsuit because it was right. his podcast and Punk because he was saying it, and then Punk agreeing to pay for for Cole Cabana's law expenses. But he and then paid did for it. his. His right. mom, right. I don't exactly. know something about exactly. his mom. I don't remember. Uh, that's don't the final know. say on CM Punk. It's over. Uh, it is over. You've, you've ended it. I've ended it uh, with with a great point of view. So thank you. Um, we have after that. There's a great brawl post match. Then we have the three way match: Orange Cassidy versus Ray Phoenix or Phoenix, depending on who you on commentary is saying the name. Versus uh, the dinosaur dummy himself, Luchasaurus. Yeah. Uh, this is the winner of this gets their dream match. On Friday in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. Anything about this match that you want to talk about? Because um, you like Orange Cassidy. I do like Orange Cassidy. He's entertaining. He's funny. Mm-hmm. I was really excited. I knew, I guess, that they were setting up like the orange. You know, they were doing the orange thing and they kept talking about a little bit of the bubbly. And I was like, oh, they're going to make mimosas. And then they did the mimosa mm-hmm. match. And I was very excited for it. And then it did not pay off. Mm-mm. Um. But yeah, I mean, I liked Orange Cassidy. I liked, uh, I'm going to say his name, like all the commentators did late in the match, Raven. And so, um, yeah, I I thought that they were fine okay. wrestlers. Did you like and Orange Cassidy's then, backpack? 
I thought his backpack was hilarious. Um, I I like that he can't be bothered to carry his own belt. Like he can't be bothered with the weight of the belt. He needs a backpack. It's very funny. Um, but I liked the most that they just cut the dinosaur guy right out of the match. Yeah. Like he he just kept like being outside of the ring, and they were like, "Let the big boys wrestle." And then he would try to come in, and they were like, "No." Let the big boys wrestle. And so then they wrestled. And then he would try to come in again. And they were like, no. And then finally, Jungle Boy came out. I'm sorry, Jungle Jack or whatever. Jungle Juice. I don't know. And then he came out. (laughs) And then he was like, no, don't. The big boys are wrestling, and he hit him I with like a that, chair. I like that that Luchasaurus is like a legit six five or six six, and like giant. And you're referring to the two men under two hundred pounds as the big boys. Well, because they were like the grown ups. Yes. They were like let the grown ups are talking. Okay. They were, and yeah. they were like, here's your juice box. You go sit over there. They did not want okay. him to wrestle because like, they had to do their flippy shit. Again, you have to ask if that was the same Christian. Oh, was he there? I yes. don't remember him. Yes, so Christian Jungle he Boy. He was just doing commentary, wasn't he? Well, he was right, sitting he, at the well, table. The, yes, but he manages Luchasaurus. So he's hurt. So Christian oh. Ju- Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus were a team. Yeah. And then Christian turned on them and got hurt. He was supposed to have a big match, but he got hurt. So then they turned Luchasaurus evil. And Luchasaurus oh. is, is Christian's right hand of destruction. Against Jungle Boy. So I just remember Christian used to be like shirtless and have long blonde hair, yeah. and now he is just a human turtleneck. Okay, but that's okay. Right. So you, but you also had said that you don't understand why Jungle Jack is Jungle anything because he no longer has a dinosaur friend, or what? You, know, you don't understand I, why the dinosaur I mean, friend exists without the jungle friend. I don't understand why the dinosaur. Well, I mean. Uh, Dinosaurs don't live in the jungle. Okay. Let's just get that out there right they, now. They probably did at some point. I mean, maybe. But, like, there are still jungles. Yeah. He's doing, like, a Tarzan thing. Yeah. Tarzan did not have a dinosaur. Right. We'll just throw that out there. Okay. Um, But, yeah, I don't understand why, like, they were, like, the... I don't remember what they were. The Dinosaur Express or something like that. Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express. And now it's just, like, he's just a lone dinosaur. Yes. An evil, a lone, evil lone dinosaur. He's all. He's yeah, just he's just alone now. in the world. He's yeah. just like a an sad. alone dinosaur. That's sad. He's the last one. Is it sad though? Like, I don't. It's just. I mean, it's sad, but it's like not like. Oh, I'm sad. You're just like this is just kind of sad. You're okay. just like a big dinosaur alone in the world who can't wrestle. Okay. And then all your friends are like, "Go sit down while like, we wrestle," because you you're bad at it. Just go. Go over there. And he did. He just went over there. That was like the the whole gist of his wrestling match. It's like, I'll just go sit down. I'll let you wrestle. It's funny that that Luchasaurus uh, exposed himself enough in that match for even you who don't understand wrestling to realize that he is a far lesser wrestler than no, the other No, he was two. literally like, I'll just leave you yeah. guys to it. Yeah. I'm just going to go out there right. and just be a dinosaur and then they were like okay we'll just like dive at you every couple of minutes and then we're gonna get back in the ring and then when you try to get back in the ring they just like shoot him away yeah they shoot him away or they just threw him out there and he's like okay i'm out here now yeah like in case anybody comes out here and they're like we're not gonna yeah it was very obvious that that's what they were doing and then they're doing all their flippy shit and then he's just like 
la la la, I'm outside, I'm just a dinosaur. Okay. He did He did be in the ring during the commercial break for a good portion, but... But it was the commercial break. It's true. I was watching, I don't know, Geico or whatever was happening okay. on the thing. So, uh, let's talk... Every political ad ever that yeah. I want to die from. Let's talk post-match. Orange Cassidy wins... Yes, and so talk, that, the, talk um, about the the state of our living room while this happened. Well, you got very excited. Yes. Um, I don't understand. It was the man, the ciabatta man. Yes, I love his bread. Yeah, um, he came out, uh-huh. and you were very excited. Yes, I think you yelled and you stood up, uh-huh. and then you were like texting a lot of people, and I was very confused, and then. They signed the papers for Orange Dreamsicle to happen. Yes, right. Which Friday. is what I'm calling yes. Orange Cassidy's Dream Match. Okay. So that is uh, Shibata. Yes. A famed Japanese wrestler. And, and uh, a guy we've, we've explained to you before, there's the man who headbutted some uh, Kazuchika Okada so hard that they right, had to take his died, brain out. Right, and he died and he's back now. Yes, he almost died. He had to take his brain out. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, never supposed to wrestle again. This will be his third match in total since his injury. We've been talking about wrestling for like an hour. We have. Yeah. This I is know. a long podcast. Okay. I'm sorry. We- we're we're almost done. I okay. promise. Uh, you're talking a lot. It's on you, lady. Um. So yeah, I'm very excited for Shibata. Uh, I'm gonna be there. Uh, live in Atlantic City to see it. I'm super excited. I hope it's a good match. I hope it's a long match. I hope it doesn't get like a lot of fuckery involved. Like I hope the fuckery that's going to inevitably happen happens afterwards. Well, my my guess is they wrestle. They have a match. They're then jumped by yeah. If I've learned anything, Death Triangle, and then the pay per view we get Orange Cassidy teaming with Shibata versus pack and phoenix or pack and pent i don't know what any of that means okay. but i do know that based on the small amount of AEW i watched yeah. which was two hours yesterday that 18 people will run into the ring yes a lot of run almost i think every segment had aftermatch run-ins yeah and AEW's been doing this a lot and it, it's it's lazy well, um, and that was the they're guy trying to, trying to build stuff. And I think it's just a lazy way to do it. That was the guy he kept trying to give Rafe and, and with the hammer, the hammer pack, yeah, and yeah, and he's the yeah. man that looks like butters when they glue the fur to him when he's That's when they're trying to pretend that he's path? a dog. Yeah, okay. He looks like his hair has been glued on to him. Okay. I don't understand what's happening, okay. but like he's got like this, like really like. Like a crazy body where he's like in great shape, mm-hmm. and then his hair just looks like they took a man's head and just glued patches of hair to it, and it doesn't look like it's in the places where hair belongs. And I don't understand what's happening okay. there. Interesting. He's he that's Pack. Uh, used to be in WWE was known as Neville, and was like the Harry Potter. Uh, uh, no, but yes. Uh, and uh, I he's don't care the, for Harry the Potter. Manned, the man gravity forgot. Well, I mean, I don't think that I believe that for the same reasons that they yeah. are saying it, but that makes sense to me. Okay. All right. That's the forces of nature okay. are not working on that man so, the same way that they are with the uh, rest of us. 
Super excited about Shibata. Do you have a note? Is that why you went to your notebook? No. Okay. Uh, no, my notes do not okay. say a lot of good things. Okay. They That's mostly fine. just say so, reverse battle royal and um that's it okay so we next up is jade cargo versus there was more marina is this the part where everybody started attacking everyone or was that later i was confused that was was much later oh okay that was the end so we'll we'll talk about that in a second this i don't want to spend much time on i i like jade this nyla thing is boring nyla comes out with the belt and they do the live commentary with vicky guerrero Whatever. It never even felt like Jade might lose that match. Right. That's, uh, Jade's very yeah. stale because there's no there's like, no stakes. Uh, no, and then like the yeah. whole I don't, Vicky, whatever it's, her name is, I don't care they, for her. I said this a few weeks ago. I, I think, didn't care for her I think, in WWE. I think she's doing the same late. thing. Yeah, I think they're too late on pulling the trigger on Jade. I think they had a great opportunity a few weeks ago uh, to do it with Willow Nightingale. Uh, and have her win the title and have Jade move into the main women's title picture. And the fact that they haven't, she's at 41 wins in her career. Uh, zero defeats. I think they're probably now going to try and get her to fifty. Uh, I just think it's stale, and like uh, nobody's going to complain when Jade comes on TV. Look at her. Nobody's going to be like, "Oh, Jade's walking down the ramp. Get her out. Get her out of here." Because um, she is a, a phenom. She's a she's a presence. When they liked that they like brought up like a that she called out like they were bringing up her Twitter like yes. life. Yes. Because like her wrestling, they were like, "Well, we can't do anything with this. We'll bring up her Twitter and yeah. talk about how Bow Wow right. um, shot his shot." But Marina Shafir got shot not down. good. Nyla Rose, this stuff stinks. Uh, let's stop that. Uh, the main event, Samoa Joe. For the Ring of Honor TV title, which is funny because the main the, the Ring of Honor World Title match was in the middle of the show. Yeah, like why the am AEW I watching so World much title Ring of match Honor? I was feel earlier like earlier in the match, even still. I feel like I watched a lot of Ring of yes. Honor watching so, a Samoa an Joe versus show. Brian Cage. Your thoughts on Brian Cage? I think he looks like a cartoon horse. He looks like um he like he looks like he's doing pony play in the middle of real life. I don't understand what's okay. happening there. All right. He's got hooves for feet. Yes. And he's got the world's worst facial hair. Okay. And he is just a ball of roid rage. Okay. He claims to be all natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Matt Simone Is anybody wins. like, oh, yeah, I'm on a lot of steroids? Well. This body's coming from a lot of steroids. I don't think anybody comes out and says that. True. They should. But he looks like... One of the royal guard from My Little Pony. Okay. So. I like it. Look it up. Uh, <laughs> so, that's the end of Dynamite. I don't have anything else to say about it. The main event was fine. Uh, I've made. I've managed to get Michelle to talk about a wrestling show for over an hour. Yeah. There's a little bit left to talk about. It's so much wrestling. The, the, I'm tired. We just finished watching it. Uh, I picked this match for you to watch. From Fall WCW Fall Brawl 1994, mm-hmm. we watched the main event of that show, War Games. So, do you want to tell people who were in this who who were in the War Games match from Fall Brawl '94? It was the I don't remember the, the Stable Boys. Okay, what were what were they Close called? Enough. Close <laughs> versus enough. the um. The FBI. <laughs> and what does the FBI stand for? Fat Boys Incorporated. Okay. So, it is the Stud Stable. Oh, okay. The team of Colonel Robert Parker. Colonel Sanders. Manager. Yeah. Our, Mr. On and Athean. 
Bunkhouse Buck. Yeah. And Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Accompanied by Meng. Supposed to be in the match. I think Meng gets hurt. They don't say that. They just, there's a contract signing and there's some, some trickery pull. And then Robert Parker's forced into the War Games match. Yeah. On the stud stable side. And he's not pleased about it. And they cut a promo. I made you watch all the build. And Terry Funk calls them the FBI. And he yeah. said, what does the FBI stand for to me? And then Terry Funk told you that it stood for Fat Boys Incorporated. Fat Boys Incorporated. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because Terry Funk, this is 1994. Terry Funk in 95, 96, 97-ish is an ECW where there is a stable called the FBI, the full-blooded Italians. And they're like a mafia gimmick, mm. including Tracy Smothers. Uh, not Italian at all. Anyway. So Fat Boys Incorporated is actually tentatively called tentatively called Nasty the Nasty, Nasty Dream. Dream. Uh it is uh the team of Dusty Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, the natural Dustin Rhodes, and the Nasty Boys. Showing off their way butter airbrushing than Colt Cabana. Whose names are, Michelle, the Nasty Boys? Uh Chad Snugs. Okay. And <laughs> and uh uh, Brad Snugs. Okay, they're not. They're not both named Snugs. Uh, neither of them are named Snugs. Um, it is Jerry Sags <laughs> and Brian Knobs, oh. the Nasty Boys, as oh. nasty as they want to be. They're not named Chad and Brad. They are not Chad and they, Brad. Chad and Brad Snugs. I, <laughs> Somebody write that down. That has to be uh, Joe. You have pull in this business. Talk to the boss. We need. We need the Chad and Brad Snugs. Somewhere in professional wrestling. I don't know what they do. I don't know what their gimmick is. They wear Snuggies. Oh, God. They wear Snuggies. Jesus Christ. Airbrushed Snuggies. Okay, airbrushed Snuggies. <laughs> Write it down, people. Okay. So, War Games match. Do you want to describe? The, do you remember all the rules? Oh, the my God. So, match? there was like four pages of rules. Okay. Uh, I'm not exaggerating either. Four pages yes. of rules flashed up on the screen. Right. Um. There's a cage. Mm-hmm. There's two rings. Yes. Uh. There's, you can't. Tap, um, count, count out. I don't know. You can't. There's no disqualifications, mm-hmm. and you can only get out if you quit. Yes. You gotta surrender or um, submit. Submit. Yeah. Yes. And um, I don't know. There was four more pages of okay. rules, but I so, don't remember any of them. So it's there's it's, so many rules. It's two guys start five minute. Oh period, yeah, there was a, a coin toss, and then it, the, there's a coin toss for which advantage. they botched. Whoever wins, yes, Randy Anderson botched it, and then whoever wins gets advantage, and their team member gets to go in. So then it's two on one. Okay. The stud stable, the bad guys get the advantage. Right. So then they have advantage through the rest of the match. Yes. So first off is Dustin Rhodes versus well, Arn Anderson. First off, there okay. are. The mullets in mm-hmm. the crowd, the yeah. mullets on the wrestlers, but yeah. the mullets on the fans yes. were amazing. Okay. It's 1994. So we just have to mention that. This is 1994 in Roanoke, Virginia. The mullet right. is well, still I mean, in Roanoke. I know, but like... Sorry to our fan base in Roanoke. <laughs> well, the mullet is back, DJ. That's true. And Tony Schiavone rocking a mullet, mm-hmm. not the same mullet that he's got today. Yes. Um, still looked like he was wearing his dad's tuxedo, but amazing. You said that he had the earring. I didn't witness it myself, but. The cans were bigger, so he had the cans over his ears. Um, no glasses. Nope. Nope. He was a, he was a, 
perfectly sighted gentleman in 1994. Yes. Uh, amazing. Um, yeah. Okay. That was all I had to mention. That's it. Oh, well, and then they were doing the whole thing where um, leading up to it, they were talking about how Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair were yes. going to fight at Halloween Havoc, mm-hmm. October 23rd in Detroit, mm-hmm. um, which was their next pay-per-view. Yeah. And... Halloween Havoc, a huge pay-per-view for WCW. Okay. <laughs> uh, Joe and Adam talked about this last week on Adam's also. Sort of WCW's WrestleMania for a few period for a few years. Okay. So... And then, like, whoever lost was never going to be able to wrestle again. We both know that uh, they... Hulk Hogan lost. Oh, okay. He's never going to wrestle again. Nowhere. So Nick Bothwinkle like, says nev- nowhere ever. Not ever, even another promotion. Yeah. So, like, that definitely right. happened. Um, but then, like, he... it Nick... Rickerbacker, whatever he said his name Bachwinkle. is. Um, that's more ridiculous yeah. than what I said. Uh, he's going through the whole thing, and then he's like, it's going to be a steel cage match, yes. and Mean Gene loses his shit. He's like, no way! Can't be a... That's not a steel cage match! Blah, oh my god! And like, I just... I don't understand why is a steel cage match so dangerous. So they talk about it a bunch during the the... War Games, because War Games is also a steel cage match. I know, match. but it just it's a little different because it has a ceiling that's low. Um, so, because a steel cage means there's no disqualification. Oh. So, you know, in wrestling, if you put so, someone like, what, in... what, are they going to bring a gun in there? Like, it's, it's not sure. that, like... Um, a, a gun that shoots knives. Um, no, so, like, if you like, get someone... Terry Funk did take off his shoe and beat a man with it, and then he got beat gonna, with his own so shoe. I convinced so. you to, to come on a podcast and talk about a Terry Funk match with me. We're going to dive into that <laughs> in a second. Um, so, a steel cage, so there's no disqualification, right? So, in wrestling, if you get somebody in a submission hold and they reach the ropes, you have a five count to break it or you're disqualified. doesn't happen in a cage match. No oh, DQ. Okay. Uh, you can use weapons. You can bring in a weapon. You can gouge eyes. You can fish hook. You can close fist. Right. Um, you also can use the cage. You smash but people off the cage. Nobody ever does any of that. Yeah, they I do. mean, they use a cage, but they're right. not like bringing in weapons and no. like punching. Sometimes each other. they do. It depends on what the cage matches in the era. Terry Funk grabbed something from under the ring and started using it. Well, because he went in between the two rings. We're, we're, we're good. We'll get okay. there. Uh, so uh, believe me, I'm so excited to talk about a Terry Funk <laughs> match with you. It's insane, uh, especially one where Terry is this fucking great in. So, um, so the stud stable. So let's talk about Colonel Robert Parker for a second. Oh, he was outside the ring. He had the vapors. Okay. So he's like he, fanning himself. Right. He looked. He was like Scarlett O'Hara right. out there. He was so upset. So you kept asking me about Colonel Robert Parker, and I want to bring. I want to show you a picture of Colonel Robert Parker. And Is I'm it gonna, on the side of a bucket of chicken? No, I'm going to show you the 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 mythos of Colonel Robert Parker. Now, this is Colonel Robert Parker. More recently, I would say within the last 10, 10 to fifteen years. Okay. Okay. Colonel Robert Parker and Joe is, I guarantee you Joe is rolling on the floor right now because he knows what I'm about to talk to you about. Colonel Robert Parker has been in wrestling for a very long time. Uh, the Tennessee stud, if you will. Uh, it has a reputation in professional wrestling. So here's a picture of Colonel, of, of Colonel Parker, like now-ish. Well, okay. I don't know if he's still alive, but like the last 10 years of Colonel Robert Parker. Okay? I thought you looked him up and he died. So Colonel Robert Parker is very famous for something in professional wrestling. He had he had a reputation. Okay, this is the same picture of Colonel Robert Parker. Oh boy! 
uh, long rumored to have what some consider would be the largest penis in professional wrestling. Okay. I don't know for sure. Missy Hyatt's the one who sort of said it. He sort of said, I don't know how she'd know, but but thank you. Um, but Colonel Robert Parker, the Tennessee stud, you can see in that picture, he's he's at least a third penis here, right? He's a, th- a third of his body is, is penile, if you will. Sure. So that's, that's what Colonel Robert Parker is very famous for. Uh, he's very sweaty in this match also. It's so sweaty. And that's, I have a hard time thinking about... Uh, his penis, because I'm just busy thinking about him being very sweaty okay. and having the vapors. He yes. was very upset that he was going to have to go in. He did not want to fight. He was very He's the last terrified. one in. He's a manager at this point. He's not a wrestler. He's he was really scared. Yeah. And he was right. like um, fanning himself and right. like, he's so sweaty. Like he sweated he all sweat the way through his shirt. His yes, shirt. And like he's dressed all in white. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So... So the the uh, I'll back up a little bit. So Arn Anderson teams with Dustin Rhodes, turns on Dustin Rhodes, right? Okay. And that joins the stud stable, and then and then Dusty Rhodes and then, asks and then Dusty cuts this great promo that almost made me cry every time I see it. I almost cried when I showed it to you before when it was on the show, where he's like he's like listen here, he's like I don't need a handshake deal, I don't need your name on a contract. He goes I don't need any of that. He's like you're my son, and he's like all I need. Is, is a hug and a kiss, baby. And they hug and kiss. Literally, he said that. And he did. And word the crowd goes crazy. Because, like, Dusty... So, this is, like, the last thing and big thing in wrestling that Dusty does. He comes back later, even in WWE, to team with Cody. But, like, come 1995... Now, this is this is September of 94. Come 95, he's full-time commentator. Um, you know, he's still wrestling. He's still there before this in 93. But, like, this is sort of the last hurrah of Dusty. In some ways, this is the last... This match is the last hurrah of the Southern-style WCW wrestling company. Okay. Um, they sort of, with Hogan there, they embrace Hogan and, and everything that comes with it, which changes the style, gets away from wrestling and brawling, and becomes more of the, the fake tans, big muscles kind of wrestling company. Right. So this is sort of a last hurrah in a lot of ways for Dusty, last hurrah for this style of match. Um, war, other war games happen. Uh, this is one of the best ones ever and probably the last really great one until like the of the original WCW run. Because after this, people realize there's four pages of rules sure. and it's too complex. So so we get Dustin and Orange starting. Then Bunkhouse Buck comes in. He's he They win the coin toss. Bunkhouse Buck, Bunkhouse Buck comes in. Then Jerry Sags, right? And it's fine. I feel as though I've never heard the name Jerry Sags before. What's that? That's the one. That's the black oh, that's, nasty boy. Oh, that's it's Chad Snugs. That's Chad Snugs. Okay. <laughs> so after Jerry Sags, Terry Funk comes in. Now let's, for my own amusement, let's talk Terry Funk. In my opinion, the star of this War Games match. Well, so he is pretty funny because he takes his shoe off before he's in the ring. Before he even goes in, right? He's trying um, to put it over his fist. Well, and before, even before that, though, the Nasty Boys looked like they were very upset to have to, like, separate, yeah. like, that only one of them was going to go in right. first, which is funny. Well, because they're a tag team. Um, we also didn't talk about how Dusty Rhodes recruits them in a bar. And he's like, listen, he he's like, listen, hit that I don't know if you're nasty enough. 
to deal with what I need you to deal with, baby. And they're like, we're not nasty. And then they beat a bunch of people in a bar. They like flip a table yeah. and they're like, how's that for nasty? Right. And it wasn't nasty, but no. um, and I was, was still. As, it was to be fair. It was as nasty as they wanted to be. I'm still confused about whether or not nasty means that they are. Um, like bad or if nasty means they're gross both i told you that i know but like it's both it's they're more gross than really nasty but um yeah so he recruits them in a bar and then like one of them is like they're like like holding hands as they separate Mm -hmm. and one goes in the ring and then terry funk goes in um sans shoe yeah he takes off his shoe yeah goes in hits somebody with his shoe and then immediately goes between the two rings (laughs) He gets thrown there and he falls between the two rings, yes. Yeah. And Correct. Then he, and then he comes up with like a piece of the ring and he like does. tries to hit somebody comes with it. Comes up between one of the nasty boys' legs. I think, well, at this point, yeah. uh, yes, Nobs is in. Because Brad, so. Brad Snugs has come yeah. in now. Okay. Um. So, yeah, and then he like tries to hit somebody with like a part of the ring, but then he like throws it back down in the ring, mm-hmm. like in between. But like he immediately like just goes down in the, the crack of yes. the two rings. Um, and yeah, and then he's like beating people with his shoe, but then he loses the shoe, and one of the nasty boys has the shoe and is then beating him with the shoe. He never gets the shoe back on, he does not, never. And so, the the whole match, he's only with one shoe. He climbs the cage at one point and hangs from the top and kicks someone with his socked foot. Yes, he does. (laughs) Yeah, and he's just he's got one shoe for the whole match. Um, and yeah, this, I don't, this match is just a mess. So, but then, so Bunkhouse um, Buck disrobes, his belt and his one well, suspender his comes Well, his one off. suspender comes loose, and then, so his, and then he just decides he's going to take his belt off. Yes. So then his pants are just, No, he's got I don't one know. suspender on still. He does have one on, but like, his pants are just at high risk of coming yeah. off. He had, I mean, he needed two apparatuses, or it's true. apparati, I don't know. I don't know. Two of them to keep his pants up, and then he just has... None. Okay. Um, so we're at high risk for yeah. getting a, a pantsless uh, bunkhouse buck here. And he takes off his belt and then he's like strangling with somebody with it. But then suddenly there's another belt and I don't know where that one came from. So it might have been, been Terry's. Terry's. I'm thinking it was Terry's. So he must have taken off his belt Because Terry's also wearing too? jeans because it's, str- it's a brawl. So you wear jeans to a street fight or a brawl. So Terry was, oh. yeah, Terry was prepared. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's a second belt, and like Colonel Sanders is still outside, and he's got the vapors. He really right. doesn't want to go in, right? Because it's down to him and, and Dusty. Then, him like, and Dusty are the last two, right? And then they like have to like. Well, Dusty goes in, and Dusty is wearing like Dusty's the last one in. Yeah, he's wearing like yeah. So yeah. Cr- the Colonel guy goes in, mm-hmm. and they have to like push him in. Yeah. So like the the injured guy like pushes him in. And he goes in. He's very upset. He's very sweaty. He does not want to be in there. And then Dusty Rhodes goes in. And he's wearing like a nasty boy's like the nasty boys have custom, given he him like a shirt, dream shirt. But he's cut the collar off of it, so it's like hanging off of one yes. shoulder, like he's in Flashdance. Right. And so like he's like imagine Flashdance if Dusty Rhodes was in it. <laughs> So he's like guy has like one he's shoulder maniac, shirt, and he's going in, and he's like doing yeah. his flash dance, uh-huh. and then like hitting lots of elbows, the bionic elbow for everybody, and then like 
Yeah, and at one point, we've missed this, but at one point, like, Dustin Rhodes is wearing, like, a very yellow number. Yes. Just, just the, like... The classic shorty tights. Right. Not even and, like, shorties, just the classic and, tights. And then we get film, like, uh, he, right, right up he under climbs, his... He climbs the turnbuckle and goes from one ring to the other. And they, Right, and the camera guy is, like, right under his balls, mm-hmm. like... And he's in yellow, so we're, like, in his penis here. And I'll just never understand wrestling. So then, like, all of this stuff is happening, and, like, people are getting, like, choked with all these belts. And then this colonel guy is in there for, like, a minute and a half. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly he's surrendered. And it's very confusing. Because Dusty gets a hold of him, and Dusty beats him up, and Dusty puts him in the figure four. Okay. And Terry Funk tries to get Dusty off of him, and Dusty beats up Terry. He's punching Terry from the figure four position, and Colonel Parker gives up. He quits, mm-hmm. which is the strategy you want to do in because he's not a wrestler, so that's who you want to target. Right. It's very short. You find once, the very once he once guy. Dusty gets in there, it's very short. They go after Colonel Parker yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Right. Uh, and everyone celebrates. The crowd goes crazy when Dusty gets in that ring. Dusty's still a huge star. His son, Dustin, still wrestles in AEW today. One of the best to ever do it. Such a huge Dustin Rhodes fan. Uh, I love Dusty. Uh, I love Terry, most of all. And he's only got one shoe. And he's the whole only got time. the one shoe. Terry is a madman. By in this, this time, his shoe is just gone. It's I don't gone, even yeah. know. One but of the nasty boys had it for a long yeah, time, but right. then I don't know where it goes. So, yeah. Uh, this is this is a great match. This is a quality War Games match. It's bananas. Sometimes War Games has a little more actual wrestling than this, but this is just a crazy brawl. Uh, 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 not meant to be, but sort of a send-off to what WCW was to then become what they are, what they become, you know, in, through the 90s and become the number one company uh, for, for 83 weeks, if you will. Um, so that uh, match is only 19 minutes. That's the end of it. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, the the nasty dreams win it. The good guys prevail. Um, Meng comes in and everybody kind of leaves, right? Terry at one point, or Dusty at one point in the promos tries to fight Meng and he breaks the chair over his head because or Haku, he's yeah he's Meng at this point. Meng, actual legitimate to one of the toughest men to ever live. Um, just a complete badass. Uh, match would have been very different if he was in it. So Colonel Parker being there is a very, very important part piece to this match. Um, but that's that's the stud stable versus the nasty dream. It sure. Is was. there anything else that you want to add to watching War Games from Fall Brawl '94? Did you enjoy it at all? Um, I think uh, you enjoyed it. You enjoyed Terry Funk, and I had a feeling you would because Terry is just—you can't not just smile at the insanity. That Terry Funk is at this point. It was funny that he took off his own shoe before going in. Like yeah. he definitely had a he had a plan. Yeah. You um, also asked me a very weird question at the beginning of this match about Terry Funk. What did I ask? You asked me if the Undertaker had stolen his bit from Terry Funk. Well, they both wear cowboy hats and like black. They shirts. don't though. A Taker's hat is is a little different than just a plain old cowboy hat. I don't know. Um, my takeaway from I, this match. My, my answer is that everybody stole from Terry Funk because Terry Funk is the best. My takeaway from this match is just that um, there's not enough like big sloppy guys right, in wrestling this a, now. This is something I really like that you said. That you said that there's not enough fat sloppy guys in professional wrestling. Yeah, it's too many like 
And I agree. Like, I don't know, um, like bodybuilder guys now. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I think so too. I think the WWE becomes the, the Vince's style makes the bodybuilders the the norm, and that's sort of what WCW or WWF was even doing at the time. Um, and WCW had more of the shit kickers, and that's you know a lot of people now get down on wrestlers for not being in shape. A lot of people get down on Eddie Kingston for not being in shape, but Eddie Kingston is a very super talented wrestler. Your body doesn't matter. I would you know Brian Cage looks like a million bucks, uh, but I would never want to watch him wrestle. Uh, especially not over someone like Eddie Kingston, but for damn sure over no, you know, the, the Dusty Rose was my favorite of all time. Terry Funk is in really good shape, uh, but was never like he was cut in like 1989. But like before that, he was never a cut guy. He just was a normal looking dude. Right. Um, but I like I like out of sh- not out but of shape like, wrestlers because Dusty Rhodes was never out of shape. He could wrestle for an hour. He was just a bigger guy, right? But and, like out of Orange yeah. Cassidy and Ray and yeah. and. Uh, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. Yeah. Luchasaurus is the only one that looks like a bodybuilder, right. but like right. he can't even wrestle. They just right. they like and that's, give him a juice box and make him go outside. Sort of the poison of WWE style became that upper body business body guy. And not that WWE hadn't had fat guys, but like uh, there became a certain point in the late 90s through now where the fat guy was a novelty act. You know, he had to be funny because he was fat. Before that, in the 80s and early 90s, if you were a big fat guy, you were stronger. They, they built you as stronger than everyone else. You know, John Tenta was a world-class sumo wrestler, was a big fat guy. They just built him as stronger. You couldn't move him around. Now, it's novelty. You come out and you do a silly dance and, you know, whatever. Uh, and it's, it's just, it's unfortunate. I, I miss the era of wrestling where guys looked different and would face each other in different ways. A fat guy would wrestle different than a built guy or a fast guy or, you know, like the six foot five guy would wrestle the little guy or the bodybuilder, you know, would wrestle or like, you know, the fat guy would come out and his gimmick, like Adrian Adonis was that he was super good looking and everybody would boo and be like, no, you're gross. You're gross. He'd be like, no, I'm so handsome. Like, like, I just, I miss that variety in wrestling and it is very much a sort of more Southern style, which I akin AEW to trying to replicate, even though they're basing it in the Northeast because we're such a hotbed of wrestling. It's very much that WCW Southern territory style. And not that they didn't have guys that look good. Ric Flair was, was most of the time always in shape but like Harley Race looked like you don't know these names but Harley Race looked like a ballroom brawler but Dusty Rhodes you know he used to say you know my my belly may be a little too big my butt may be a little too big you know uh, but he, but people loved him and like you know he would come out and he would be dressed real nice and whatever and he could wrestle for an hour like it, it just didn't matter you know but when when Dusty went to Vince in, in the, the early 90s they made a joke out of him um, you know it's just it, it, wrestling is different for that now, and it's a shame. And I hate when people do that. I, there are a lot of wrestlers I like who aren't in shape. A lot of wrestlers I like who are in shape. And again, in shape, out of shape, is it's all relative. I would never say Eddie Kingston's out of shape. Eddie Kingston can wrestle forever. But people like to jump on his ass online, you know, mostly WWE stands and all these assholes. Be like, oh, he's uh, the belly and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And he's a better wrestler than your favorite wrestler, so get the fuck over it. Um... But yeah, you know, and you get a lot of these bigger guys too who then get hurt because your body's not meant to be athletic and moving around, you know, 260 pounds of solid all-natural muscle, you know? 
Um, but you know, I like a variety in wrestling. I liked what this what this War Games match brought because you had a little bit of that. Uh, you didn't have necessarily the jo- the big in shape guy, uh, but like Dustin Rhodes, a bigger guy in shape. Arn was in was in a kind of shape. The Nasty Boys are sort of blobs. Uh, you know, Terry Funk was always in that kind of shape. Uh, so, you know, there's some other war games with the Steiner brothers where they're real cut and like wrestler wrestlers and, and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I, you know, I have Dusty tattooed on me from when Vince made fun of him, but I love Dusty with all my heart. Uh, I love Terry Funk more. Uh, I, the more I watch Dusty stuff, I think he's, he's the only person I love more in the history of professional wrestling is Terry Funk. Uh, Dusty is just so good. So that's one of the reasons why I picked this match. Um, we love war games in this house. Uh, all our friends love war games in this house. And Who, uh, we, what do you mean we love war games in this house? Me? I'm in this house. I love war games. You love war games. Yeah, our house guests love war games. I love no wrestling. Okay. Well, that being said, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on and doing this with me. I have nothing else. I'll be at AEW on Friday. There's no watch list or anything. Uh, Brett is still recovering, so hopefully next week we'll be doing this. Uh, me and him, but if not, we'll see what, what else comes out of it. Uh, oh boy. Uh, Brett, I, please come back. I had a blast doing this show. I hope I, I'm sure everyone's going to fucking love listening to it. So thank you for being here. I adore you. I love you. Uh, and, uh, this was Aww. a ton of fun. Thank you for, for humoring me, uh, and watching almost three hours of wrestling to, to talk about wrestling for an hour and a half, which is longer than I thought I'd get you to talk about. Uh, I think you're hilarious. I love when you talk wrestling, even though you hate it. Uh, thank you for setting me up for Dusty Rhodes jokes whenever uh, possible so I can scream by Thickle. Uh, and uh, I, just, I really appreciate you coming on. I'm sure everyone's going to love it. Uh, if you still had social media, they would probably blow you, blow it up uh, and tell you how, how good it was and how much fun this was. Uh, but they can. Well, blow I up. have Instagram where you could uh, right, and they could they could blow up the, the show's account with the praise, and I'll show it to her at We Need Wrestling on Twitter and Instagram. We Need Wrestling dot com. We We Need Wrestling at Gmail dot com. Uh, we're a proud member of the Soon to Be Named Network at STBN Network on Twitter. Soon to Be Named Network dot com. Soon to Be Named Network dot Tumblr dot com. A plethora of shows there. Lots of wrestling. Final wrestling place. This show here. Uh, at odds with wrestling. Uh, check all those shows out if you like comic books. We got Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, the anchor point of the soon to be named network with the godfather of the soon to be named network, Joe Sposto. Uh, hit my music with, with DeWiki, the Sneaker Dean, our uh, other podcast, uh, Spreadsheet Guru, uh, Profane Argument, Puzzle Warriors 3. I mentioned Pod Van Dam. Listen to those guys at TNM shows. Listen to everybody, they're all good people. Uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark, all that. Our other show, Wings on Wings, at underscore Wings on Wings on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we'll be back eventually. That show is all, it's four of us, uh, listening, watching Wings, the TV show, and eating Wings while we discuss the episode we just watched. It has to be all four of us in a room, uh... Or at least three of us in a room. At least three of us. And it's been very difficult. Lots of shit has come up over the last bunch of weeks. So, we have plans in the next two weeks or so to record some new episodes and get it out there. It's not done. It's just on a very short, shit got in the way, life comes at you fast hiatus. It's very difficult to uh, film or to record any sort of like eating related show when we have COVID. 
yeah, so that that all stopped at COVID and amongst, amongst other things. But we will be back soon with that. We'll be back next week with this. Reach out to all of us. Uh, reach out to me at the Dooge, T-H-E-D-O-O-G-E. I will send any and all messages to Michelle. Any and all will wishes to Brett. We will take care of all of that. Uh, I really, really appreciate you all listening. I had such a fucking fun time doing this episode, so I hope that comes across when you all listen to it. And uh, again, thank you so much, Michelle. We'll be back next week. Say goodbye. Thanks for having me. Bye. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of podcast networks. Night off, nerds.